Welcome, friends, to another edition of New Kingdom Realities, and I'm your anchor, Edosan. So, we'll be taking another session of New Kingdom Realities today. And just before then, you have to have a short word of prayer. Amen. I'll be praying Ephesians. Pray in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. I'll read from verse 16. It says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards world who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Mengo fogo sogo fraga diga ligo logo baga rogo rogo e sogro go tisco to sogro go coco pamaco coco kiko husum proco coco conkin conkin kika hello coco coco kika kaka kaka koska hasho coco coco pinto con pom pom tika con con pom con conte ha con ton con 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 pom con 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 conte ha kaka 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 tika kaka 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 husko prokoto no soso to suffer to cease to suffer to tata to suffer to suffer to tata lo proto so si kata tati noto so prento to si kata elo bratito elo bratita eso brada do so suffer tata elo suffer tata ti so suffer i prakata tu so krata tita Mango go go skika fraga go koske frokoto monto sika membro go to kika kaka skoko koka fika tosko fraka tata loko praka nomo roko tosu praka hika paka kokos kika kaka tika kante oroko pokoko kopoko kokoka kika kokoko kika kokoka hosika fi protiso prata sita tati tosa hello kotusu sosa sisa prapa Kakos 
Membrocotica, Hello Cocosico, Procata, Cocosso, Pertico, Procatica, Perca, Cocking, Conton, Membrocotica, Toposo, Perpetica, Protosco, Pro. Membrocoto, Inca, Cocosico, Procotica, Procotica, Procot Monco, Menco, Procotica, Tica, Soco, Menco, Tocosico, Sico, Proco, Aco, Coco, Cosco, Procotica, Soso, Soso, Frecatica, Freco, Popon, Pontica, Tocotica, Aco, Cotosco, Procotacatica, Pacotocoticata, 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 Kika, Cocosco, Procata, Cataki, Rocotica, Tica, 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 Poco poca teca sofra cotta keta, roca popa popa proto sopra teta tita, roca cocaca, reca toco poca toco poca toco poca toco, esco procotisca toca nica, acrocotica poca, scoprocotica tanto scofrique. Meprocota, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, praise God. Once again, I just feel like praying on and on and on. I don't know why that, because we're going to be looking at prayer. I don't know, that's why your thing just changed. I don't know, I don't have control over that, but it just changed. But we give God all the glory. We give you God all the glory. Thank you, Father. Take all the glory, take all the praise. We are sure that you're about to set to do a new thing in our lives once more again. About to open our eyes to see new wondrous things out of the word. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Hallelujah. So once again, welcome to another edition of New Kingdom Realities. The program we started for about a year now. It's more than a year. Um, and this is, um, we've, been, we've been having a series of teachings, we're publicizing it, we've been public, um, publishing the teachings and the people all over the world have been listening to the teachings and we're grateful to God, that's how much more you've been following, I've been seeing the followership, it's been very encouraging, I want to thank God for that. And so we want to look at, um, just before we look at today's teaching, let's just do a short recap of what we did last time, we looked at four blood moons, what it meant. We talked about how the fact that there was a certain event known as the four blood moons, which happened between the period of um, September 2000 and April 2014 to September 2015. And yes, it was it was a tetrad, a tetrad, a tetrad of four, four moons. It doesn't necessarily mean that the moon was red altogether, no, but certainly means that there was a time in history in between 2014 and 2015 that there was four blood moons. There was four moons, a tetrad of lunar eclipse altogether. And, you know, so many people actually came up to say that that event signifies the end of the world. That event signifies the end of the world. That event signified that the world was going to come to an end and all of that. And... I made us to see from last time that when that those things they are giving for signs and for and for seasons, and it made us to see something that when those things come upon us, they are things that God they are things that God gives to us for signals and for signs. Many a time, especially when when it comes to the point that we are not beginning to listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to us, either by way of ignorance. 
or by way of constantly resisting the truth. The truth is coming before us, but we constantly resist the truth and we become reprobates. And so, by then, God in His infinite mercies, because He's a loving Father and wants to, as much as possible, pass an information across. In some of my teachings, as well, he said, he said twice have I spoken unto men, even in the dreams, and I seal up the sun. We looked at all that in a, in a teaching episode, leading of the spirit. So looked at it, and what we now eventually came to the conclusion, I made us see to the fact that that four blood wounds was a way of God saying to us that an impending doom was about to hit planet Earth. Was an impending doom was about to hit planet Earth. And that doom was no other doom than the COVID-19 pandemic. And it did eventually happen in the year 2020. But God had forewarned about five years before. And if only we had been sensitive, if only we had been sensitive, we would have picked the signal and COVID-19 would have been averted. So I gave a clarion call that this is a warning. This is a call to us. For subsequent times in the future, that when we see things, let's not be too be sensational, be carried away, and say that you know so many things came up that period of time. You know, people act, people came up. Uh, I had not started my teachings then, so you need to have even heard my voice concerning. But people came up all my to say that is is the rapture. But I've done a teaching on the rapture, so that clarifies it is not the rapture. It's definitely not the rapture. It's not the rapture that. Most people think about, and so, and that was how, you know, we missed that vital information that God was trying to pass across planet Earth at that particular point in time. COVID nineteen pandemic ought to be what would have been seriously adverted, but now we've allowed it, and it has come. And thank God for His mercies is gradually creeping away. Amen. But it has caused a lot of hard work. A lot of economies have been crumbled. A lot of lives have been taken. In fact, I know not fewer than, not less than a million of lives have been taken from the COVID-19 pandemic globally. So we see that it that would have been prevented. So that was just what we did last um, time, the last episode. So, but this time around, we want to look at the subject. Teach us to pray. Amen. It's a very interesting topic. Um, teach us to pray. This is the part one. We'll look at part two subsequent time, or probably if as the Lord leads us, we'll look at part three. But the subject of prayer is a very, very important subject. It's a very, very important subject. It's a very, very important subject. And as such, it's very, very crucial, very, very fundamental to the believer's love work. It's very, very crucial, very, very fundamental, and it's a very, very broad subject. Oh my God. Is so broad that almost everywhere you turn to in the Bible is about prayer. The Old Testament saints they prayed, the New Testament saints they prayed, in the Gospels that our Lord Jesus Christ prayed, and He taught His disciples how to pray. Hallelujah! So we want to look at. We might not be able to look at everything in entirety. You know what I just said is just to map out those very very fundamental areas. Now, when you understand those fundamental areas, you can from there, because I've said before that the best way to, to, to understand this concept is by you going back to the scriptures to 
you read it yourself in a systematic manner, in a systematic approach, and by so doing, you get to unravel all these concepts. So it's a very, very broad subject. It's all over the Bible. It's all over the Bible. It's all over the Bible. In fact, prayer is as is as air is to a human being as prayer is to the believer. We breathe prayer. We inhale prayer. We we breathe prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's we'll start from we'll start from Luke. So we'll start by the fact that by the important point that prayer, just like every other aspect of the Bible, just like every other concept of the Bible, it has to be taught. Amen. Prayer is not just what you just assume that you know. It's not what you just assume that you can do. But it is what needs to be taught. Amen. This is what needs to be taught in a systematic manner. The way is now taught, you can now practice the same. Just like every other concept of the Bible. Whether it is giving, whether it is the love work, whether it is the believer's authority, whether it is leading of the Spirit, as I've taught it before, these things, they need to be taught. The concepts of the Bible, they need to do spiritual concepts. They need to be taught. The way you understand this content, you cannot continue to practice them for the longest day you ever live. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that's what we're committed to doing. And so prayer needs to be taught. And that's why um, the Lord has put it in my heart to just do this teaching series. I don't know what part is going to end, but I'll just go with the flow. Amen. Hallelujah. And so let's look at Luke. Luke chapter 11 from verse 1 to 4. Luke chapter 11, I read from verse 1 to 4. He said, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Verse 2, And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as in heaven, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll stop there. That's verse four. Now, the truth of the matter is that you know Jesus Christ had a very very powerful ministry. Jesus Christ had a ministry that was full with power, that was full with authority, that was full with purity. The disciples saw it. They saw the authority in which he moved. They saw the authority in which he spoke. They saw the authority in which he cast out devils. They saw the authority in which he used in healing the sick. And they could trace it to none other than else other than his prayer life. They could trace it to none other thing else other than his prayer life. They saw how he would wake up early in the morning while others are still yet asleep, while it's still yet um, um, not fully, um, 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 not fully um, um, bright in the day. He would go into the mountain yonder to go pray. They saw him pray regularly. They saw him pray regularly and they could not ascribe, they could ask, they, 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 they had no choice than to ascribe his powerful ministry work 
his powerful love work, his powerful authority order to his prayer life. And so his disciples, they had to meet him, they had to approach him that this thing that we see you do, teach us to pray. But you must understand that as at this time, the Holy Spirit has not been given. So, Jesus Christ has not yet died. He has not yet been buried. He has not yet been raised from the dead. Hallelujah. If you follow my teaching, you've seen what we've taught about, all the redemptive work of Christ and all of that. So you can see that he was not yet dead. He was not yet buried. He was not yet resurrected. So as a result of that, Jesus Christ, there was a certain scope. It could, it could, there was a, how let me put it this way. There was how he could teach them at that particular time how to pray. And the way he could teach them how to pray was what he taught them. Hallelujah. Let's look at something in John. Something in John. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where I cannot see it actually now, where Jesus Christ he told them something. He said, I have many things to say unto you, but how be it you cannot bear them now? Hallelujah. Meaning that meaning that Jesus Christ was trying to tell him that look, my the scope of what I can tell you, the scope of what I can tell you is based on what you on your on your on your level of spiritual growth. It's based on your level of spiritual growth. So there were so many things he could he wanted to tell them why he was yet on earth with them, but he couldn't really tell them because of the fact that the spirit was not given. He said, How be it in that day? How be it in that day? You understand? So that is that is the point. So the point we, we're going back. So what the Lord taught them in that Luke 11. Let's go back there again. In Luke 11. What the Lord taught them in that Luke 11 was what they could handle at that particular point in time. Was what prayer is prayer. Was what what was what 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 they could handle at that particular point in time. How it, but as they began to grow, as they began to also continue their work with the Lord, even upon the resurrection, Apostle Paul came in the scene. Then prayers took a different uh, dimension. Praying in the Spirit came in, in board and all of that. And yeah, but, but Jesus Christ had already mentioned to them in, in Mark. In Mark, in Mark chapter 16, I'll read from verse 15. He said, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. For he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. That new tongues in the Greek is kainos, means unprecedented, unused, recent. Glossa in the, in the Greek for tongues. 
meaning that language used by particular people distinct from other nations. So the point is that Jesus Christ had actually mentioned to them upon his resurrection that he that believeth shall speak in another tongue. Shall speak in another tongue. I've not actually gotten there yet. But the point I'm trying to make here is that Jesus Christ taught them that when you pray, pray in this manner. And the reason why he taught them that particular that particular way of prayer was because their scope at that particular point in time, in the fact that the Spirit of the Lord was not yet given to them, was not yet given to them upon his resurrection, was what was sufficient for them. And what was sufficient for them, let's look at it in Luke 11. And what was sufficient for them was that to first and foremost, hallow the Father. Give reference to the Father. Give reference to the Father and to pray that His kingdom come and His will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Heaven on earth. Hallelujah. They also pray, give us day by day our daily bread and talked about and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Hallelujah. So, because, because, that was what was actually what was within their scope at that particular point in time. Habit, Jesus Christ also taught something in Mark. In Mark, look at Mark 11. In Mark 11, verse 24, he said, Therefore I say unto you, what things whatsoever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. He said, verse 25, And when ye stand praying, forgive if you ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you forgive your trespasses. Hallelujah. Now, we'll look at all these. We'll straight. Now, what he was trying to from that Mark eleven twenty-four. Now that's that's going to where we're going to zero in today. That what prayer simply means is that prayer is bringing an entreaty before God. Is bringing an entreaty before God. Now Jesus Christ taught something, and in bringing an, 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 an entreaty before God, one very thing that is important is our desires. Is our desires. Is our desires. Our desires, and that means that. Somehow, somehow, there's just something about God that requires us that we ask. When we ask God, it shows that we are humble. It shows that we are humble in heart. But when we just assume that he's our father and he knows he can do anything he likes, no, that is not the attitude towards prayer. The attitude towards prayer is that we must be willing to ask. And the willingness to ask is to be specific in prayer. We must have our desires. We must have our desires. By and large, our desires must line up with the word of God. If my words be in you, he said, and you shall and you shall ask me nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we see that Lord, our desires must line up with the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at something in Proverbs.
in Proverbs chapter 3. From verse 5, he said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. This tells us something. He said, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct the paths. No matter how much we've grown in our work with the Lord, no matter how much territories will seem to have conquered, no matter how much areas will seem to have conquered, no matter how many milestones we seem to have achieved in the kingdom of God, when it comes to the issue of prayer, when it comes to the issue of bringing our desires before God, it is left for us that we must fall down before our knees and ask God in prayer. Now, let me just give this scenario. I, I, I was watching a Christian movie that was a couple of years ago, and it taught me a very big lesson. I, can't, I, can't, I think the, the, the movie is a counter. I think it's a counter. That's the name of the movie. Get the movie. Very, it's a powerful Christian movie. And so, in that movie, the, the movie was stated in, in a certain form that, that as if Christ was there and he was trying to to um to 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 resolve the issues people had. So you know, one man came and said, he said, My family is down, my wife has left me, my VDs are down. You know, he just kept on complaining and complaining. And Lord looked at him. He said, Have you asked in prayer? And he was shocked. You've complained, you've complained of all the things in the world. You've complained and complained and complained, but you failed to do one thing. And that is to ask God in prayer. You know, sometimes we go about murmuring, we go about complaining, we go about grumbling, we go about, we see our lives falling like pack of matches. But the, the very first thing that we ought to have done is the last thing. That is the is the is this is the same thing that we still still not done, and that is just to ask God in prayer. And so when when the Lord looked at him, he said, "Have you asked God? Have you asked in prayer?" So the man looked at the Lord, he was shattered, he was broken, and he fell down on his knees. He said, "Lord, please save my marriage." And right there and there, some events happened, some things were orchestrated. And his marriage was won back. Just ask in prayer. So that is the focus. If there is any focus of any of, of today's teaching, is that whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you shall receive them and you shall have them. Mark 11 24. So it is our responsibility. God is not going to ask for us. God is not going to ask for us. It is our responsibility to ask in prayer. So I challenge you that that's, this is where we are starting from. That prayer is coming before God to bring our petitions before God. To ask God humbly in prayer. We'll look at the attitudes in prayer. To ask God humbly in prayer. Let's look at something in James as we round up. James. James chapter 4, I'll read from verse 1. 
He said, From whence come wars and fightings among you? He said, Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Very important. This is the epistles. He said, Because ye ask not. So, bro, brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, is a current call. You know, as I'm speaking this message, there are some of you out there who have been going through some challenges, awful challenges. I can't even say awful challenges. Might be marriage, might be marital crisis, might be academic crisis, might be anything whatsoever. But I'm asking you again today, have you asked God in prayer? Never undermine the power of asking God in prayer. Verse 3, say, ye ask and receive not, because ye ask and miss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Now, another thing again, one thing is to ask in prayer. Another thing is to ask wrongly that what is not contrary to the word. And that's why we must be filled with the word. Most of, for example, if a man gets up and begins to pray and is asking God to take another man's wife, will that kind of prayer be answered? No, because that prayer goes contrary to the will of God. So if you pray, and what you are praying for goes contrary to the will of God, you are praying so that you can get another man's property, you can get another man's house. Is that prayer going to be answered? No, because it goes contrary to the will to, to the word of God. That shall covet, that shall not covet your neighbor's property. Amen. So once again, we're looking at the subject of prayer. We see that prayer is to be taught, and the first aspect to teach prayer is that you must have a willing heart to ask God in prayer. And my time is up. God bless you.